0: Hello, and welcome to Down the Stretch. I'm your host, Dan Davidson, broadcasting to you from beautiful Versailles, Kentucky, here in the heart of Thoroughbred Country. Down the Stretch is a show dedicated to the sport of Thoroughbred Racing, and each week, we look at the graded stakes action from across the country. And in the last three weeks, we've had six graded stakes races, including the Arkansas Derby, both the first and the second division of that, the Oaklawn Handicap. Fantasy stakes and the Apple Blossom, and also the Count Fleet Sprint. So let's get right to the action. And <music> let's kick things off with the Count Fleet Sprint Handicap. At Oaklawn Park on April the 18th, this was a grade three race going six furlongs on the dirt for four year olds and up with a purse of $350,000.
1: Bobby's Wicked One breaks beautifully from Share the Upside in a second. Wendell Fong and Mr. Jagermeister are close up. Then comes Whitmore and Hidden Scroll at the rail Lexitonian and Maniwa, followed by Nitrous and Hog Creek Hustle, and the trailer is Flagstaff. Up the backstretch with Bobby's Wicked One and Share the Upside. They'll match strides past the half mile marker, Share the Upside outside. Bobby's Wicked One at the rail. It's a length and a half to Hidden Scroll. Mr. Jagermeister's between horses. Whitmore is fifth at this point and a four lengths behind the front runners. Then comes Manny Wa at the rail. Then comes Wendell Fong. Four back to Nitrous who begins to unwind top of the stretch. Here comes Hidden Scroll outside of Share the Upside and Hidden Scroll puts his head in front but Whitmore looms large in the center of the racetrack. Here comes Whitmore outside of Hidden Scroll. Share the Upside still very much part of this battle and Whitmore has put his head in front. It is Whitmore now a length and a half in front of Share the Upside. Then to the inside. And Manny Wah, he's going to do it again. Look at this racehorse. Flagstaff just ran into second. It is Whitmore. Holy mackerel, what a horse. Three, Count Fleet Sprint Handicap. Flagstaff second, Manny Wah third.
0: Now Whitmore takes his third Count Fleet Sprint Handicap stakes. This seven-year-old gelding was bred in Kentucky by John Levicus. Whitmore is owned by Robert LaPuenta, Southern Spring Stables, and head of Plains Partners, LLC. He's trained by Ron McQuitt and ridden by Joseph Talamo. Whitmore has 34 career starts now, and he's been in the money 27 times. He's got earnings of over $3.1 million. And running a very strong second was the six-year-old gelding Flagstaff. He's by Spikestown out of the AP Indy Mayor Indian Given. Bred in Kentucky by Summer Wind Farm, owned by Lanes Inn Racing and Heronus Racing LLC. Trained by John Sadler and ridden by Joel Rosario, Flagstaff has 12 career starts, been in the money 11 times with earnings of just over $473,000. He's earned 230 of that this year, in 2020. Flagstaff was a 2015 Phasing Tipton Select Yearling where he sold for $475,000. And holding on for third was the four year old Colt Maniwa. He's by Will Take Charge out of the proud citizen mayor Battlefield Angel. Bred in Kentucky by Martha Jane Mulholland and Moto Tessio Equine LLC. Owned by Susan Moulton, trained by Wayne Catalano, and ridden by Corey Lannery. Manny Waugh now has 17 career starts. He's been in the money 11 of those 17 times with earnings of just over $324,000. And Manny Waugh was a 2017 Fazig Tipton, Kentucky select yearling where he sold for $175,000. And next up at Oaklawn Park on April the 18th was the Grade 1 Apple Blossom Handicap going a mile and a 16th on the dirt for four-year-olds and up fillies and mares with a purse of $600,000.
1: CC broke better than Serengeti Empress, but Serengeti Empress and Cookie Dough are going to set the pace. Ollie's Candy has asked for a lot of speed by Joel Rosario, and here's Ollie's Candy to move through and even try to take the lead. Three across the track. Then comes Come Dancing, followed by CC, who's racing in fifth. Coldwater is next. Then go Google yourself and Horologist. Ah, Emma and Saracosa, then Street Band and Lady Apple, followed by Queen Nakia, and the trailer is Point of Honor and there is a lot of speed on. Serengeti Empress has backed off, so Cookie Dough and Ollie's Candy are going to set the pace jointly, up the back stretch in the Apple Blossom, and Ollie's Candy is ahead in front. Cookie Dough is second by a length and a quarter to Serengeti Empress come dancing, moves through inside of her. She's third and two from the clear leader now at the half-mile pole, which is Ollie's Candy. Three lengths now further back to CeCe. She's fifth for Victor Espinoza and five off the lead. Then Horology just go Google yourself, Ah Emma Street Band at the rail. Then comes Saracosa and at the back of the pack point of honor. Ollie's Candy continues to lead. It's been an aggressive trip, and she goes to the quarter pole with a two length margin. Serengeti Empress is bracketed by Come Dancing and to the outside CC. Saracosa draws draws within three of the lead. Then go Google yourself. In the center of the track, point of honor is rolling. So Ollie's Candy comes to the final furlong, but CC is gunning her down on the outside. CC and Ollie's Candy. These two will decide the apple blossom, and it's going to be desperate close. Ollie's Candy, CC, Ollie's Candy, and CC. Oh, my. I think CC got up by an inch in the last stride, but it is desperately, desperately close between her and Ollie's Candy.
0: What an exciting race to watch was the Apple Blossom Handicap. This race was stacked with talent, as most grade one races are, and four of the Phillies in this race had earnings well in excess of a million dollars. That included Street Band, Lady Apple, Serengeti Empress, and Come Dancing. All four of those are millionaires. But C.C. gets up to win it. There at the end, this four-year-old Philly is by elusive quality out of the Belong to Me Mayor Miss Houdini. Bred in Kentucky by Bo Hirsch, LLC, also owned by Bo Hirsch. Trained by Michael McCarthy and ridden by Victor Espinoza. CC now has six career starts and been in the money five of those times with earnings of just over $726,000. The running second was Ollie's Candy. She ran a really strong race and looked like she was going to win it before CC just got up right at the wire. But Ollie's Candy is a five-year-old filly by candy ride out of the Strollmare Afternoon Stroll. Bred in Kentucky by Paul and Karen Eggert, also owned by them, trained by John Sadler, and ridden by Joelle Rosario. Ollie's Candy has 12 career starts, and she's been in the money 10 of those times, with earnings of just over $744,000. And Ollie's Candy was a 2016 Keeneland September yearling, where she RNA'd or did not meet her reserve price when the hammer struck at $45,000. And running third was Point of Honor. This four-year-old filly is by Curlin out of the Bernardini Mare, Siana. Bred in Kentucky by Sienna Farms, LLC. Owned by Eclipse Thoroughbred Partners and Stetson Racing, LLC. Trained by George Weaver and ridden by Drayden Van Dyke. Point of Honor now has eight career starts and been in the money seven of those times. With earnings of just over $534,000. Point of honor was a 2017 Keeneland September yearling where she RNA'd or did not meet her reserve price at $825,000. <laughs> Next up at Oaklawn Park on May the 1st was the Grade 3 Fantasy Stakes. This was a Kentucky Oaks prep race, so it was for three year old fillies going a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt with a purse of $400,000. And as a Kentucky Oaks prep race, there were points assigned to the top four finishers, 100 points for first, 40 for second, 20 for third, and 10 for fourth.
1: They're off. Venetian Harbor broke very well and goes to the front from Ringleader in second. Swiss Skydiver away in a third, and then to the far outside, and Lazy Daisy she breaks fourth at the clubhouse turn. It will be Venetian Harbor and Flavian Pratt to set the pace. She's opened up a two length lead on Ring Leader and Swiss Skydiver. Lake Avenue comes away running in fourth with Lady Glamour outside of her in fifth. Lazy Daisy makes her way to the rail. Good move there. Lazy Daisy has five lengths to make up. She crossed in front of dares the devil. Alta's award is midfield. Then comes Ice Princess and Harvey's Lil' Goyle. Champion British idiom only has two beat. They are New York Groove, Kansas Kiss, and well behind the field is Fire Coral. That's the 14 of them up the backstretch in the 48th Fantasy. Venetian Harbor, high cruising speed, but Swiss Skydiver gonna come take her on with a half mile left to run. Venetian Harbor just a half length in front. Swiss Skydiver is second by two lengths to Lake Avenue who rides the rail into good striking position ringleader just outside of her British idiom is beginning to pass horses here is British idiom in the green sleeves within seven of the lead she just went by lazy-daisy top of the stretch Venetian Harbor is alongside Swiss Skydiver and these two have raced away Venetian Harbor half ahead Swiss Skydiver is alongside and it looks like these two in a match race in the fantasy Venetian Harbor is back in front half ahead Swiss Skydiver gonna make her work all the way to the wire. These two are 20 lengths in front. Swiss Skydiver, Venetian Harbor, and Swiss Skydiver is going to run away and win the fantasy! Swiss Skydiver beat Venetian Harbor. It was double digits back to She Dares the Devil and Alta's Award.
0: Wow! What a performance by Swiss Skydiver. She and Venetian Harbor duel down the stretch. Swiss Skydiver pulls away at the end and there must have been 20 lengths between them and the rest of the field. This three-year-old Philly Swiss Skydiver is by Daredevil out of the Johannesburg Mayor Expo Gold. Bred in Kentucky by Winstar Farm, LLC. Owned by Peter Callahan. Trained by Kenny McPeak. And written by Brian Hernandez, Jr. Swiss Skydiver has six career starts now. Been on the money five times. Earnings of just over $437,000. Swiss Skydiver was a 2018 Keelan September yearling, selling for just $35,000. I'm really excited about Swiss Skydiver. I hope she continues on to do well and wins the Kentucky Oaks. I've got two horses of my own by Daredevil, a two-year-old that's in training and a yearling that'll be in training next year hoping that some of the speed that we see in Swiss Skydiver, and also She Dares the Devil, will also manifest in My Two Horses. And running a strong second was Venetian Harbor. This three-year-old Phillies by Munnings, out of the street crime air, sounds of the city. Bred in Kentucky by Colts Neck Stables, LLC. Owned by Siaglia Racing, LLC, Highland Yard, LLC, River Oak Farm, and Dominic Savitas. Trained by Richard Baltus and ridden by Flavian Pratt. And four career starts now. Venetian Harbor has never been out of the money, earnings of over $243,000. Venetian Harbor was a 2018 Keenan September yearling, selling for $110,000. And at the two year old in training sale of 2019 at Ocala, she RNA'd or did not meet her reserve price at $205,000. And finishing third was another Windstar bred Philly. This 3-year-old by Daredevil, She Dares the Devil, out of the Congrats Mayor Starship Warspeed. Bred in Kentucky by Winstar Farm, owned by Flurry Racing LLC, Qatar Racing Limited, and Big Aught Farms. Trained by Brad Cox and ridden by Joelle Rosario. She Dares the Devil has 7 career starts, been in the money 6 of those 7 times, with earnings of just over $337,000. She was a 2017 Keeneland November Wheeling selling for $100,000. Keeneland September Yearling Sales of 2018, she RNA'd at $20,000. In the 2019 Keeneland November Sale, she sold for $280,000. So now let's take a look at the 2020 Kentucky Oaks Points Leaderboard. At number one is Swiss Skydiver with 210 points. Bonnie South has 100 Finite has 80. She Dares the Devil, 70. Donna Veloci, 62. Tonalist Shape, 60. Water White, 54. British Idiom, Venetian Harbor and Lucretia all have 50. Temper's Rising has 47. Lake Avenue, 35. Alto's Award, 30. Antoinette, spices, Nice and Speech, all have 20. Motu has 16. Wicked Whisper, Lazy Daisy, and Serene have 10. And that's your leaderboard for the Kentucky Oaks this year. <laughs> and next up on Saturday, May the 2nd, at Oaklawn Park was the first phase of the Arkansas Derby. This was a grade one race going a mile and an eighth on the dirt for three year olds with a purse of $500,000.
1: They're off. Charlatan broke perfectly and goes to the front from Basin and winning Impression away second and third. Momosa and Governor Morris are next, then my friends Beer and Anno Dor. Crypto Cash and the early trailer is Jungle Runner. An uncontested early and easy lead for the big favorite, Charlatan, as Martin Garcia puts him already in a nice cruising speed and he leads by two lengths from Basin who is much closer to the pace today in second. Anno Dor is three deep in third and two from the front. Governor Morris and Momosa are fourth and fifth. They're three and a half behind the front running favorite, Charlatan. Two and a half lengths back to My Friend's Beer. Then it's Crypto Cash. Jungle Runner is the trailer up the back stretch in the 84th Arkansas Derby. And Charlatan has gotten away to a very nice, smooth, and sharp first five furlongs. No excuses today for Charlatan. He is a half mile from the money. He gallops along two lengths in front of Basin and Anno Dorr. Momosa's at the rail. Still fourth, but he's all in. Governor Morris is, too. Then it's three and a half back to winning impression, my friend's beer. And way at the back of the pack are Christo Cash and Jungle Runner. Charlatan is now set down, and he is moving beautifully. Charlatan now a quarter mile from Arkansas. Derby Glory, and he leads by four lengths. Basin continues to run in second. Governor Morris is third. Then to the outside, and Anno Dorr. Final furlong. Left-handed whips for charlatan and he leads it's a three-length advantage over basin who is running his heart out but he is just not good enough and charlatan is going to run them off their feet and win the arkansas derby we will see you in september young man charlatan wins by six basin second and finishing third was governor morris
0: and charlatan makes it three for three Taking the first division of the Arkansas Derby, this three-year-old Colt is by Spikestown out of the quiet American mare, Authenticity, bred in Kentucky by Stone Street, owned by SF Racing, LLC, Starlight Racing, Manicat Stables, Stone Street, Frederick Heinrich, John Fielding, and Galconda Stables. Trained by Bob Beffert and ridden by Martin Garcia. Charlatan has earnings now of just over $367,000. And Charlatan was a $700,000 purchase at the 2018 Keelan September yearling sales. And running second was Basin. This three-year-old Colt is by Liam's Map out of the Johannesburg Mayor of Bred in Kentucky by Cottonwood Stables, LLC. Owned by Jackpot Farm. Trained by Steve Osmussen and ridden by Ricardo Santana, Jr., Basin now has six career starts, been in the money five times with earnings of $471,000. Basin was a $150,000 Keeneland September yearling in 2018. And running third was Governor Morris. This three year old colt is by Constitution out of the unbridled songmare Addison Run. Bred in Kentucky by Machmer Hall, Cary Brogdon, Greg Brogdon, and James Miller owned by Team Valor International and Windstar Farm, LLC, trained by Todd Pletcher, and ridden by John Velasquez. Governor Morris has five career starts, been in the money four times with earnings of just over $247,000. The auction history on Governor Morris, he was a 2018 Keeneland September yearling, selling for $200,000. And as a two-year-old in training in 2019, the phasic Tipton, Florida sale he went for $600,000. And next up at Oaklawn Park on May the 2nd was the Oaklawn Handicap. This was a grade two race going a mile and an eighth on the dirt for four year olds and up with a purse of $600,000.
1: They're off. Good start. By my standards shows speed, Warriors Charge is absolutely sent, and Warriors Charge going to make the lead. By my standards, and Mr. Freeze second and third, Trophy Chaser and Chess Chief at the rail. Tax moves up on the outside, Combatant is just in behind horses, he's a handful for Rosario early, Tacitus is outside of him, and further out is night ops, and those three kind of bounced off each other at the seven furlong marker. Then comes Identifier, followed by Captivating Room, and Sky Promise is desperate last as they turn into the backstretch in a 74th Oakland handicap Warriors charge wanted the lead and he's got the job done Warriors charge a length and a quarter from by my standards in a second then comes tax outside of trophy chaser he's at the rail for Sammy Camacho and two from the front mr. freeze is fifth and he's in striking position in the clear no excuses from that spot for mr. freeze bravazo has seven lengths to make up tacitus and night ops are next chess chief is at the rail combatant is about nine lengths behind and he's in a bit of trouble leaving the backstretch again. Three and a half back to Captivating Moon. Identifier and Sky Promise. They round the far turn. Warrior's Charge has the lead. By My Standards is second. Tax is three wide in third. Here comes Mr. Freeze with a four wide rush after the front. He's within two and a half lengths of the lead. Night Ops and Taxidus are next. By My Standards has put his head in front. Warrior's Charge battles on. Mr. Freeze is Set down by Joe Talamo. He's a length and a half behind. By my standards and Warriors charge. By my standards between horses. Warriors charge. Mr. Freeze no better than third. By my standards. Warriors charge. By my standards. Wins the Oaklawn Handicap. And he won it by two over Warriors charge and Mr. Freeze. Tacitus finished fourth.
0: And the Oakland Handicap was really stacked with talent this year. And by my standards. Comes away with the victory. This four-year-old colt is by Golden Sense, out of the Mukhtariv mare, a Jealous Woman. Bred in Kentucky by Don Ladd, owned by Allied Racing Stable, LLC, trained by Brett Calhoun, and ridden by Gabriel Saez. And nine career starts now. By my standards, it's been in the money eight of those nine times, with earnings now of over $1.2 million. As a 2018 two-year-old in training, by my standards, sold for $150,000 at the Ocala Breeders' Sale in April. And running a very strong second was Warrior's Charge. This four-year-old Colt is by Munnings, out of the Broken mare Battling Brook, bred in Florida by Al Shacob Racing, owned by 10 Strike Racing and Manicat Stables, LLC, trained by Brad Cox and ridden by Florent Giroux. Warriors Charge has nine career starts, been in the money eight of those nine times with earnings of just over $685,000. And running third was the ever consistent Mr. Freeze. This five year old Colt is by To Honor and Serve, out of the Tabasco Catmare Heavenly Cat. Bred in Kentucky by Sienna Farms, owned by Baxter Farm LLC, trained by Del Romans and ridden by Joe Talamo. Mr. Freeze has 13 career starts. He's been in the money 11 of those 13 times, and he now has earnings of over $1.4 million. Mr. Freeze was a 2016 Keeneland September yearling, selling for $75,000. Now, next up, we had the second division, probably the tougher division, of the Grade 1 Arkansas Derby on May the 2nd. Going a mile and an eighth on the dirt for three-year-olds with a purse of $500,000.
1: They're at the post. They're off. Well's Bayou absolutely beat the gate, and he's going to be able to pick his path for Florent Giroux. Well's Bayou has the lead. Nadal was a step slow early, and now he'll run up into second, but Well's Bayou dictates into the clubhouse turn. Nadal and King Guillermo are second and third. Storm the court is fourth. Finnick the fierce and code runner are next, then Tyshawn. He's made his way to the whale. Nice move, David Cohen. Silver prospector, and the trailer is Farmington Road as Well's Bayou. Bayou takes them to the backstretch in the 84th Arkansas Derby. Nadal will do his running from second today, and Wells Bayou leads three-quarters of a length. Nadal has settled into a good stride, and now he's gonna press the pace up the backstretch. And you can see these two quicken on. Wells Bayou's a half length in front of Nadal. King Guillermo and the champion storm the court. They eyeball each other and the front runners with a half mile to go. In the Arkansas Derby, two and a half back to Finnick the Fierce. Silver Prospector has has seven lengths to make up. Farmington Road is moving outside of him. Then comes Tyshawn, and the trailer is code runner, Wells Bayou and Nadal. Now they're even closer around the far turn, and here comes Nadal to make his move. And Nadal has put his head in front. Wells Bayou is going to have to battle back, but Nadal has taken over a clear lead. He's now two lengths in front at the top of the stretch. King Guillermo moves up outside of Wells Bayou. Three and a half to Farmington Road, and Finnick the Fierce and code runner. Nadal still has to get a final furlong. He is a length and a half in front of King Guillermo. Finnick the Fierce runs a big one in third. Nadal is two lengths in front, King Guillermo and Finnick the Fierce. It is Nadal undefeated and the Arkansas Derby winner. Nadal won by two and a half. King Guillermo second. Finnick the Fierce third. And Farmington Road finished fourth.
0: And Nadal makes it four for four career earnings now over $1 million. This three-year-old colt by blame is out of the pulpit mare, Ascending Angel. He was bred in Kentucky by Sierra Farms, owned by George Bolton, Arthur Hoyo, Barry Libman, and Mark Matheson. Trained by Bob Baffert and ridden by Joel Rosario. The doll looks really good. Um, should be the Derby favorite. 2018, at the Keeneland September Yearling, Nadal was a $65,000 purchase. And at the 2019 phasic tipton 2 two-year-old in training sale, Nadal was a $700,000 purchase. Running a very strong second was the Tampa Bay Derby winner, King Guillermo. This three-year-old colt is by Uncle Mo out of the Dixieland Band Slow San. He was bred in Kentucky by Carhu Investments, Groceries Limited, and Marengo Investments owned by Victoria's Ranch, trained by Juan Carlos Sevilla, I had a nice interview with him a couple of episodes back. King Guillermo was ridden by Sammy Camacho. He's got five career starts, been in the money four times, and earnings now of over $340,000. King Guillermo was a 2018 Keeneland September yearling where he RNA'd or did not meet his reserve price at $90,000. However, at the Ocala Breeder Sale in 2019... As a two-year-old in training, he did sell for $150,000. And rounding out the field in third was Fennec the Fierce. This three-year-old colt is by Dialed In out of the Southern Image Mare Southern Classic. Bred in Kentucky by Paige Gilliam, Blue Sky Stables. Owned by Arnaldo Mongi and Ray Hernandez. Trained by Ray Hernandez. Ridden by Martin Garcia. He's got seven career starts, been in the money Four of those times, and earnings now of just over $181,000. I was able to catch up with Arnaldo Mongi, co-owner of Fennec, after the race. All right, I'm talking to my buddy Arnaldo about Fennec the Fierce. So, uh, Arnaldo, tell me a little bit about this horse.
2: Well, uh, Fennec, the way he came about, uh, you're familiar with Millennium Farms. Yeah. That's where the baby was born. Okay. And, and the mare uh, Southern Classic belonged to Paige Gilster, uh-huh. a young lady from, uh, oh my gosh, right now Wisconsin. And uh, you know she was very, very excited, excited about this breeding, to dial in. Yeah. So they come me in the morning. You know that uh, the mayor fold I went to look at the baby in the stall, and first glance, I was like, wow. This is a nice baby, you know, really good bone and leggy. And you already had, you know, pretty significant amount amount of muscle.
0: Yeah.
2: I was doing my examination and I noticed, uh, you're right. I had a congenital cataract and my heart dropped because, uh, I know how excited Paige was about this cross and potentially selling the baby. Right. And sales because that at that time was, uh, you know, yeah, relatively young stallion with a hot commodity. Right. So she she was gonna do well at the sales with this baby. But that that eye put a damper to those dreams and uh,
0: uh yeah.
2: So you know, as the baby was growing, I kept looking at these folders and said, this is a really nice baby and uh, and the eye started to hurt him. Uh-huh. Typical of c- uh, cataracts is uh the lens starts releasing proteins that are uh, caused the eye to get inflamed. And she didn't have the resources to, you know, try some aggressive treatments like removing the cornea. So, you know, by the time the baby was, uh, you know, ready to be weaned, you know, he was he was in a lot of pain. Okay. I told Paige, uh, you know, I didn't want to offend her. I said, uh, I cannot give you much for this baby because it's, it's a lot of risk. Right. You know, this probably has to come out, but I'll give you, you know, $3,000 for him. Yeah, and what I'll do for you is uh, just that so she could save some money. So I'll I'll board your mare for free at my farm for a year, no vet work charges, or anything.
0: Ah. So that
2: would have saved her quite a bit of money. Yeah, and she agreed. We signed a contract, and uh Fanny came to the farm here in Nicholasville. Ah,
0: and, uh, did you did you yeah, have to take the eye out? You said, or
2: yeah, shortly afterwards I, contacted contacted Dr. Dwayne Rogerson to look at the eye and he said uh it's too far gone so we need to remove it.
0: Okay. Which and eye? Which eye was it?
2: It was the outside eye, the right the eye. The
0: Right eye. Okay. Okay.
2: So that was uh that was good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when uh when you um so you had him from a baby, when did you uh when did you start to get excited about him as a racehorse? <laughs>
2: We well, I always take was taking pictures of him because as a yearling, he was he just was turning into a tank. Uh huh. And yeah. you could see him, and we had him with another colt that we bred, and uh, when those two were playing and doing match races between themselves, uh, they're both really really nice movers, both of them. Yeah. And I say, you know, we might have a uh, two good horses here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then uh, around that time, uh, as a yearling, Ray Hernandez, his current trainer, you know, he came to visit to see the horses, and he absolutely fell in love with the horse.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
2: yeah, uh, yeah. I was so he asked he asked me if he could buy part of the horse. And at the time, I didn't want to sell, but uh, Ray was so much in love with the horse, yeah, that uh, I decided to sell him half of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it helps too <laughs> with uh, with. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> I think you never know. Right now, you know, training's expensive. Yeah. Right. And right. Then, and Cena and I, you know, Cena and my wife, we're like we just we're starting doing this, so we do not want to incur sure too many expenses.
0: Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Well, his so looking at his his race record, um, I mean, he he's he's only been out of the money uh, like what two times. Well, he's been close. But like he's got um he's got, Yeah, he's got seven starts. He's been in the money four times. Uh and he's you know, this Arkansas Derby uh race, you know, he was up against some really tough company here. Uh and he Nadal ran a fabulous race, but boy Fennec looked good coming down the stretch there. I mean, really good.
2: Yeah, I can not say enough say enough about Martin Garcia, he just he really handled that horse yeah well. Yeah. You know, he can uh, you know, he he is a come from behind horse. Okay. But this horse I think has enough tactical speed to you can put him, I think, whatever you want. Uh, okay. You know, his last work at the training center, you're familiar with the times over there. Yeah. I think that particular day when Finnick worked five furlongs, everybody went in one oh three and Finnick went in fifty nine and one fifth. Oh, yeah. In in hand, Ray did not ask him to run. That was just him. Uh And if you uh, watch a replay of his first race, I think it was with 116 of a mile left. Phoenix was about maybe two, three lengths behind the horse that was leading. Yeah. And then he decided to put a burst of speed and he passed the horse and he won by a length.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was incredible to see him uh, accelerate.
0: Oh, yeah. That's so exciting, and you know, you—I uh, know—you're excited about being on the Derby Trail too.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it's, you know, everybody's dream to be in the Derby. You know? Oh yeah, we just yeah. take it a day at a time, you know, see what the good Lord offers us, and yeah, us
0: Amen, brother. <laughs> that's what we all do. That's yeah. uh, that's fantastic. So, um, <clears throat> are you? Uh, do you think that the um you know with the derby this year being in September do you think that plays to uh Phoenix uh advantage or disadvantage
2: I I think it might be to his advantage. this horse it keeps getting better every week uh-huh and uh, you know barring any injuries uh I think he hasn't peaked yet
0: yeah yeah the
2: thing with the horse too is uh When he went to Arkansas for the allowance, uh, he was second, but won the race by DQ.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, uh, Martin made a comment that the horse was uh, kind of a stop and go. So I think he still, when he hears noises on the outside and he can't see, he hesitates a little bit. Okay. Once he realizes that no harm is coming his way. Yeah. And he, he puts his concentrates on just going forward fast. Okay. This might be this might be a different horse, and uh, yeah, a, I will challenge the top competitors on Derby Day if he can make it.
0: Well, does he uh, run? So, if he's got horses on his outside, does he is he feel more comfortable, or does he feel more comfortable if he's uh, doesn't have anything coming up on that outside, or or does it make a difference?
2: Uh, the, the way he ran in the. Uh, In the allowance in Arkansas, he was he was pinching the rail, tight. Okay. And he just he went through, so he wasn't afraid of what was outside. Okay. But like Ray says, uh, when he sees the horses, uh, he turns it into another gear. He's like uh, he's very competitive.
0: Ah, so it would be you know to his
2: advantage to have the horse on the on the to his left,
0: Ah. and then
2: he'll go after them.
0: You know, that's interesting because if he had both eyes, um, he might even be better, you know, from a, a, you know, if he sees the horses and he goes, he goes, you know, who knows? Uh, It could have pushed him, yeah, Yeah, pushed him even further. But um, that's, that's really exciting. Um,
2: You know, and going back to when he was, they were breaking, I saw Ray started really liking him when he was breaking him. He said, this horse is really special uh ah. once he went to the track, you know he's like he kept saying these horses are really good, yeah, so Ray yeah. Ray right away knew,
0: yeah, yeah, you know,
2: physically physically he he had the the tools right'
0: that- it's,
2: right. it's a mental aspect that you don't know until until they run,
0: right, yeah, you were mentioning too that you you had to geld him um when did you guys uh do that
2: that he he was a yearling and uh It was hard, fear. uh, He was double wide. I mean, he was like a tall quarter horse. (laughs) (laughs) So his chest and hips were so wide and so big. I was like, God. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this might be a little bit hard on his joints. Okay. If if it's growing like this.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: Plus, he he wasn't an angel either. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's a sweet horse, you know. Yeah. But yeah. well, he had his moments uh, that, like, uh, okay, <laughs> I'm tired of this and I don't want to do it, and um, oh, yeah. he'll, put a, he'll put a fight. <laughs> Makes still him a does, lot. <laughs> still does in the pa- in the paddock, and uh, they have to saddle him while he's moving. Oh yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> he will rear and uh, he's, he'll throw a fit.
0: <laughs> oh wow, is he uh, is he like that now as a gelding or? Um,
2: oh, is... still, still.
0: Oh, he's still like that. Okay.
2: (laughs) Apparently, in the Tesbana, he he threw a tantrum (laughs) after after the Arkansas Derby.
0: Oh wow! (laughs) Well, you know the 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 second place horse, King Guillermo. You know he's a pretty tough horse too. Um, He uh, I thought that Finnick was going to catch him there. At the end, and maybe get up for second, but uh, you know, that horse he had him.
2: to check him out, Finnick, a little bit because King Guillermo logged out a little bit and Finnick went in a little bit. Uh huh. He was afraid he was they were going to clip heels.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, you had to check him. So he
2: had had to uh, whoa, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: try too hard here, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't blame him one bit, yeah. So we don't so, want anybody hurt.
0: <laughs> so, um, tell me uh, where did the name come from? I'm curious.
2: Well, if I remember the story from be a good question for the breeder page. Yeah. Uh I think it has to do something with uh Nemo.
0: Okay. Because
2: uh, uh the little fish finding you know, Nemo. had a handicap, his fin was small.
0: Right, right, right. Okay.
2: So uh so had to and then she says something like um if it was bay it was gonna be called something and if it was a chestnut, it was going to be Finn. Finn.
1: Oh. But she said,
2: but she said "Well, Finn the Fear doesn't sound too good." <laughs> <laughs> but, so she said, "Let's make it let's make it Finnick. Finnick Finnick the Fear. I,
0: I like the name. I, uh, so that's a cool story. So uh,
2: because the horse had a handicap. Yeah. You know, the right the, had a bad right eye. She she decided to use the the character from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, another reason. She she did is she wanted to name the horses because she didn't want anybody to own the horse and name them the pirate or something, that she yeah. disapproved. <laughs> <laughs> so so she, she came with that Yeah. And, it, and it's pretty catchy.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. It's a cool name. It's a cool name. Well, hey, Arnaldo, thanks. Uh, I really appreciate um You know, before you go, I got one question. Uh, to ask you uh, your opinion because I'm gonna ask some folks this this new ruling or this uh, that the uh, jockey club came up with uh, the the stallions limiting the stallion mare's bread to hundred and forty for uh, anything born after 2020. how do uh-huh. you how do you think that's going to affect um, the market? you know like for small breeders, um, have you formulated an opinion on it yet? Or, or what, what do you think?
2: Uh, you know, I haven't analyzed the issue, Yeah. you know, at length, but, uh, the standard breeds have done it for years. They limit their books to, I think it's 140 also. Right. Right. And they, they've done well. The breed keeps getting better and better. Okay. Uh, And yeah. the, the thoroughbreds. Because I, I'm a little bit biased because I love the racing part of the business.
0: Right. Yeah. Me too.
2: And there's there's a lot of value and there's a lot of good stallions, solid stallions with good bloodlines that are not getting used and then they're being shipped out of the country.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: And I hate to see them go. So with this, maybe people will start using those, you know, stallions a little bit more. Yeah. That are, they probably that won't, won't have much of solid.
0: won't have much of a choice. You know, you can't. You know the uh uh, if you look at the, the stallions that are used, um, if you look at the mare's bred report for 2019, there's like 20 or 30 that were over 140 mares by a good bit, a lot of them. Um, and uh, one of the stallions that I'm, well, I bred two mares to him. I've got uh, one on the track, well, one that's in training and uh, one that will soon be in training, but uh, is Daredevil. And you know the there's two uh, fillies that are in the top of the point standings for the Kentucky Oaks, and they're both uh, by Daredevil. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, and, that's,
2: uh, and some of these babies, you know, you know, I see quite a bit of them, you know, doing my bed rounds. Yeah. And I like the Daredevil babies.
0: I do too. Yeah. Yeah. There. There
2: was other stallions, you know. That was like, wow, these are nice babies. And,
0: yeah. Yeah. And they're
2: gone. Yeah. You know, I bought a Philly at the sales because I don't care who they're who they buy. They they have to look like a racehorse.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then and then hopefully at the track, but I bought a Mark Valesky Philly.
0: Oh yeah. yeah.
2: And uh this Phillies for me is outstanding.
0: Awesome. Yeah. you know, I, I think what you said is true. I mean is is the for the most part if they look like a racehorse then, you know, I think people will take a chance on them. Um, and I'm kind of with you there. I mean, they need to look like that uh, and yeah. uh, it's but uh, it's interesting to uh, you know to limit the books to hundred and forty i I haven't formed an opinion yet myself i i am just uh, haven't done enough research on it, but um what some
2: people are arguing is that uh you know who's the hardest stallion right now is it into mischief or yeah some of those yeah, yeah. So only people that are uber rich are gonna be able to afford breed, right to breathe to into mission or stuff stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And that might and that might be true.
0: Well it could but, uh, be, you know, it I'd could be, just be a timing, like, you know, when you <laughs> it's <laughs> first come, first serve, so just sign your mayor up as early as you can, you know. Uh
2: Well but uh, they're still they're still gonna to go to auction.
0: Oh, are they and you they think?
2: might and there might be some Again, because I'm a veterinarian, I have a, maybe a slight advantage. Right. Yeah. To recognize when I look at the x rays in the repository, uh, uh, this is not going to bother these horses racing.
0: Right. Right.
2: I'm gonna, and, and, you know, some people might stay away from the horse. And, yeah. So they might be more affordable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, at that level. Uh, if for for the small breeder like myself, like we, the, you know, I'm a commercial breeder, I breed to sell. But if I can't sell it, or if we can't sell it f- just for what you said, there might be something that uh, people s- shy away from at the sales, but it's not going to hurt that horse at all. Um, you know, hopefully, in that situation, those horses take us on a ride. You know, we actually we don't sell them, and we, we have a lot of fun racing them. Uh, hopefully, that's what happens, you know. So, uh, anyway. Hey, Arnaldo man, I, I thank you for talking to me about Fennec and getting your uh, – ideas on this new uh, jockey club regulation, and uh, I'm sure I'll be yeah, talking we'll to you ahead. over the summer.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah. To be a stranger. <laughs> All, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right.
0: All right. Take care, Arnoldo. You
2: Thanks. take care, Dan. Right. bye
0: And with that, let's look at the points standings for the 2020 Kentucky Derby. Atop the list is Nadal with 150. Tis the Law has 122. Wells Bayou has 104, Charlatan 100, King Garamond 90, Ette Indian 74, Modernist 70, Authentic 60, Mr. Monomoy 52, Basin, Mischievous Alex, New York Traffic all have 50, Chivery has 40, Governor Morris 34, Enforceable 33, Storm the Court 32, Soleil Vellante and Major Fed, 30. And Thousand Words and Finnick the Fierce round out the field with 25. And that's a wrap on the Greatest Stakes action between April the 17th and May the 5th, 2020. I'm your host, Dan Davidson, and I hope that your horses are leading when you see them running down the stretch.